Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello, Tom Canning here to introduce Football in Berkshire's interview podcast, Berkshire Football Stories. Every week, the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast will bring you two great podcasts, our regular chat pod with myself, Abby Tyserson, and host Rob Davis, as well as a second pod that will include an interview with someone from the world of Berkshire football. We have some great guests in the next few weeks, but up next in the hot seat is one-third of the management trio at Vanarama National League Southside, Hungerford Town. He's also a Wokingham Town and Bracknell Town legend from his playing days, and he's an FA Vars winner as a coach. It's Keith Pennicott Bowen. If you like what you hear, make sure you hit subscribe to get the latest episodes every week, and look us up on Twitter at FI Berkshire and on Facebook by searching Football in Berkshire. In the meantime, here's Keith. Hi everybody, I am here with Keith Pennicott Bowen. Hello Keith. Hey, hi Tom. Let's see you again, man. And you, and you, the last time I saw you was on the roundabout at the uh, Save Calcutt Saver Centre. Yeah, it seems to be a, a regular meeting spot, doesn't it, it for it uh, different does. teams there. It does. Where were you guys? Saturday games, whatever. Where were you guys off to? Um, I, I, think can't, day, I can't remember off the top of my head. St Albans? Were we at St Albans that weekend? Might well have been, might well have been. St. Albans, we seem to be, well, we like your way, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way calls seem to be right. It's, um, it's, um, it's certainly, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good to you guys, the, the away days. And, uh, like, it's, what do, what do you do? Do you have to keep the boys out of Mackie D's or, or do you, is it just a get a sandwich from Sainsbury's or Boots or something like that? Are they, none of that, none of that. Gee whiz, oh, dear. No, no, the lads are, lads are pretty good this level sort of thing. You know, they, they bring their own food if they need yeah. anything. It's been planched on the way. Yeah, it's but, nothing um, nothing left to chance. But, exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, no, they're all, they're all good diet-wise and hydration-wise, whatever. We stop off at Twente, which where we go, whether it's South Mims or wherever it's around at Cobham. Yeah. Which, and the M25, so we, we do stop off for 25 minutes or whatever, just to pop in there and whatever uh, stretch your legs and back on the coach again <laughs> so, uh, Keith you are you are currently coach at Hungerford Town in the National League South um yep. you went to Hungerford with Danny Robinson who you uh, were you assistant to Danny at, at Thatcham or were you coach at Thatcham I forget yeah coach yeah, both everything really I think yeah <laughs> we coach with, with Dan so it's at, at Thatcham it was um obviously Dan um Annie Darlton Darts and myself three of us and uh Obviously, Dan took the job over at Hungerford. Crikey, last year, the year before now, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, and and so um, part of the package, he, he he sort of like wanted us to go with him. So so for sure, yeah, you know, we went and supported Dan. 
you know, I, I think it it works when we're all there. Yeah. And um, obviously, you know, Dan's fronting it up and pushing it forwards, pulling all the strings, which is good. Was that a, was that a tough a tough step for you? Was that a tough decision to make because it's a it's a massive difference being um, Thatcham as obviously they were step four and you'd been primarily I think at step five in the Hellenic and sort of exactly, I, yeah. I suppose travelling across the Hellenic isn't all that much different from the National League South I guess but the, the, I mean, I'd we, imagine we, I mean we stepped up to step four hadn't we we'd gone to uh, yeah the um, whatever it was Southern League. South Division or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were there for a, for a season or so, or kind of seasons. But um, but yeah, it was a step up. I mean, I mean, old Dan obviously uh, is ambitious and and wants to keep pushing forward. And you know, we've always been, I've always been of the thought that you know you got to play, train, coach, manage as high as high as you can. So if the opportunity comes up, then for sure, you know, we need to, you know do that as high as level you can you yeah. can you can be at so and and obviously i think it's fair to say it's going pretty well with hungerford at the moment yeah yeah there's lots of hard work i mean i was an ex-player there in the 90s played there for four or five seasons you know between my times at bracknell town yeah and uh so it's always good to go back back there so we know i know a few people there obviously back in the day but um but yeah you know it's it, it a big step up and, and hungerford is a you know, special club over there, you know, the other side of Berkshire sort of thing. And, and um, you know, Patrick and, and Nicky um, Chambers, you know, they, the chairman is right, you know, they, they, they work hard there. Plus all the other committee members, you know, as, as all, as all clubs, there's always hard working volunteers, or whatever. So, um, and, you know, it's with the history I've had with Hungerford. So it's nice to go back and, Nice to see him in such a, you know, obviously that, you know, they they managed to uh, gain some promotions with, with Bobby. And um, obviously he moved on the pastures new. So the opening came up for Dan and I'm, I'm glad he's taking it on. He's taken us all with him. Do, do you see do you see yourself as a, as a trio? Is it you three together, whatever, whatever happens? Well, or? I think, you know, I mean, Dan, you know, Dan's a guy pushing it all. I mean, he's he's the man at the top of the tree, and and you know, and he's he's the gaffer at the end of the day, and uh, you know, we'll we're there to support him. I mean, I'm of the opinion that it, it works. You know, you need all your tools and your toolbox to make it work. But obviously, Dan's at the top there, and he's you know, picking and choosing these tools. He wants to use it any any time. But it's, it's nice to have all the tools in the toolbox. With a thought for him, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, everyone's got an input into it, and you know, but obviously, the final decisions are always Dan's and. And uh, he's the man at the top of the tree, heading it all out for us. Obviously, I, I haven't realised you played at you played at Hungerford. So, so did you play there with uh, with Mickey Parker at all? Yeah, me. There was there was Mick. I was only there briefly. While Mick was there. I think Mike Mick came back to uh, to Bracknell Town, and um, yeah, I suppose because I moved to this side of Berkshire, sort of like mid mid nineties. So. Um, you know, then sort of played for Newbury for a while and then progressed over to Hunkerford. So, um, so yeah, so it was, it was a good time there with Cabby, Cabby Smith, Gerald Smith and Norman Matthews when they're running the team over there. I think it was at the time when, I'm so Tally was running Bracknell Town at the time yeah. over this side. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of rivalry there. 
back in the day, back in the old Isthmian, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, Isthmian one, was it? Isthmian one, Isthmian I two, think, I can't remember what it was now. It would, yeah, it would have been, it would have been one of those. I, I, I haven't quite got the, um, I haven't got quite that bit of history up in front of me, but I was, obviously you, um, you, you, you became a bit of a legendary player at Bracknell. Um, played through several, several different levels, and and obviously I, you know, just talking to you now, you made you made some good mates there. Um, yeah. You also you also managed the team for a little while, and and yeah. and, and that see that that full season that you had there, you you had quite a phenomenal record considering. Um, I, I think you considering. I I, I mean I I don't know what, what yeah, budget was. We were, we were always led to believe there wasn't a lot, and you managed to turn. Anything. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it was fav- favours and, and drinks yeah. in the bar afterwards, I think. I mean, obviously, we had you know, Shane up top, which yeah. um, was a massive bonus for us at the time. And uh, the rest of the lads were all sort of like, you know, local youngsters as well. Yeah. who were up and coming. You had, um, if I remember, you had, you know, you had Shane uh, Cooper-Clark putting them in and Gary Alsbury keeping them out. Exactly, yeah. Gary and then, crikey, I think for a few games, we had Sam there as well, didn't we? Sam yeah. Barrett. Yeah. Before we moved yeah. on to... to and made net. Um, but however, you know, all, you know, we had um, Lee Simpson, Simo. He was obviously involved in the coaching of the you know, the juniors at the club and everything else. We identified, you know, mainly under 18 players or players who just come out of the under 18s, really, who we were using as well. Um, so we, you know, yeah, we, you know, we we did it on. Nothing really, <laughs> and, uh, and then and still achieved, you know, a good season there. Is is that is is management still an ambition for you, or are you are you firmly a coach now? I never say no. Never say no. But um, but no, I mean, you know, the last few years, I mean, you know, getting together with Dan, obviously at Thatcham, we've been together now seven seven plus seasons now together, and uh, as you alluded to before, I. I I just think the dynamic works where, you know, myself, darts and, you know, support Robbo and uh, somehow the, the chemistry seems to work. So, you know, that's where it is at the moment. And, uh, and that's the way we're, we're pushing at the moment. So um, never say no to management again, but, but, um, but definitely, you know, the way the dynamic it it works between the three of us, plus all the rest of the team now, because now we're at Hungerford, you know, we've got Stu Davis on board, do some coaching as well. Um, with all the support from the analysis teams and the scouts coming in and, and, and everything else is, I'll say the backroom staff is just as big as the <laughs> staff. So, uh, so, but that's the level it is. And, and it's a great level to play at. And, and, and obviously we want to progress from that level. Yeah. That, that's probably something you've never had before, I, I presume. At Thatcham, you might have had a scout. You might have had someone going off and, and doing some bits. Yeah. And certainly you wouldn't have had that at Bracknell, even slightly. No, and, and, and like I said, part of the, 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 you know, the preparation for each game, you know, the analysis of the opposition and, and analysis of ourselves, the way we've played previous games or whatever, is, is, is massive now. I mean, all the guys have GPS Vest. Um, so they're, they're all worn every game. Every game is videoed. Um, so there's lots of attention to details as to, you know, if we have conceded a goal, then we can analyse that to see, you know, to prevent that happening again. Fight first. So if we score good goals, you have good phases of play. We can analyse that and snip that and, and show that to, to the players as well. But obviously we do that as well for the opposition. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and you got good guys there, um, Luke Campion and, and, and Fran um, at, at the club who provide that information as well. So it's, it's, it is a bigger team now, you know, so, you know, it's not just, just, a, you know, just about us coaching and, and talking to players, you know, it's just up to the players to, to review analysis and take on that analysis so that, you know, when you start three o'clock Saturday afternoon or 7.45 on a Tuesday night, you've got all the information there. <laughs> and I, I suppose with all of that, then there's, there's no need really for you to even take your boots anymore. There's, there's no chance of you getting on the, getting on the, uh, back on the pitch. Always got my boots, mate. No, it's not. It's good. I mean, I, I get involved in the warm-ups before the game, or whatever. So that gets the juices flowing, gets the older, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you get a bit of sweat on the pitch, whatever. So, you know, just doing that little bit beforehand with the players and, and you know, that that's enough for me. And then yeah. <laughs> being on the touchline during the game, you know, you, you're still living the game. You're still trying yeah. to kick every ball, make every tackle and another tackle and another tackle. And if you can put another tackle in, fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, still living the moment with the players on the pitch as well. So it's, you know, it's, it's great to be involved in. And crikey, you know, I'm absolutely loving, you know, Loving this level as well, which is, which which is good. What, what what sort of level did you play? Did you get to in in your own career? Is it? Would you? Are you? Are you coaching higher now than you played? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it was always you know, you know, when you go back to you know playing days of with Bracknell Town and and obviously you're back to when the first night at Wokingham Town and Hungerford. It's always been you know possibly you know step four that that sort of level step three highest but uh yeah that that sort of you know three four level so um so now we're in you know step two you know it's it's it's, it's massive it's well it's big it's you know not massive it's, it's big and you know we get to see other you know see how other teams do it i mean still you know with um unders and bakes over at slough you know so that's you know obviously we know those those guys from the old Bracknell days whatever so that you know it's good to see them, they're, you know, stepping up and yeah. they've turned it around there the last couple of months, which is fantastic, you know. So it was, it was good to have that, you know, communication channel to them as well. And obviously, Danny, yourself and the, and the rest of the guys, you've, you've assembled quite a quite formidable side. Um, you know, you've, you've got Ryan Seeger up front. Um, I was almost going to sort of yeah. compare yourself to, to Keith Emerson there as well, in just that he seems to keep going. Is Does he does he ask you how you kept going or, or is there any... Do you he just sit back and... <laughs> <laughs> but he, has, he hasn't reached 50 yet. He's only, oh, he's only late 30s, so he's all right. <laughs> But no, Emo, yeah, he, he's an absolute warrior. I mean, obviously, he's a, you know, a, a PT in, in the army anyway. But, you know, he, he does look after himself and, and you know, and, and, and fair play to, you know, to Emo. He, you know, he lives on the pitch as well. He's a good leader on the pitch. And he knows his strengths and weaknesses, you know, which you need to know. I think you, you get that the more experience you get. So, um, yeah, and obviously, Sieg's up top, you know, blue tick. He supplies the goals, you know, when we get in service, and when we got speed up there as well. Now, this sole Wayne Joe Smith, yeah, this season. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's all, you know, it's easy to say one or two players, or whatever. I suppose you got to always talk about your strikers, but you know that everyone's contributing and everyone's, you know, 
it, it don't work, does it? Unless it's a team, it's a team game then, do they? Yeah. There's no wine team. And and so how do you guys sort of how do you guys set up? Because obviously you perhaps don't have the, the financial resources as as much of as some of the other sides in the you know I, th- I, th- I think there's a couple of full time no, yeah. full time teams in your division. So do you have to look at each game and I, and I don't want to go down cliche route here, but do you have to literally look at each game and go that's how they play, this is how we stop them, this is how we beat them. Is, is that how it works? Yeah, we you know we do. It is. Well, I'd say the old cliche is one game at a time. You yeah. know, with you know, we'll see this Saturday we've got Bath City, so um, you know Thursday, you know, we'll be in for analysis for the first you know. 45 minutes one hour and then we'll go to work on some set pieces on the pitch um we we might need to do some phases of play if we feel it's you know important the way we way we want to play or the way we want to stop bath whatever <laughs> so uh <laughs> so we work on that this evening um so it is you know game by game you, you don't get it you can't get ahead of yourself in this league because you know wow to get three points is is an achievement there's a massive achievement, you know, I, I believe at this level and, um, and and it's a great feeling when you do get those three points because of the amount of work that's been put in behind the scenes to get those three points. It's just incredible. It's not just turn up, lace your boots out and you know, have a game of football anymore. It's, it's, you know, it's all the build up to it, you know, that it's off the, I mean, the, the amount of work, the analysis and, and, um, and then the the homework the players need to do before they actually go out training and before they play, you know, is is part of being, I suppose, a semi-professional footballer. Now it's, it's a step two footballer. So, um, just um, when just to compare it to your own career, what what was a sort of what was a match day for you in your in your pomp, as it were? What you know, what were you doing? What were you getting given before matches? Too much, really. I think it's whatever you want. <laughs> I think you used to watch a bit of a, I don't know, there wasn't any social media there either no. to look at or anything else, sort of thing. So you were, you were, you know, I think the only close to the social media then was a match day program. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, I'm reading an article in the newspaper. Um, but it was all, I think, back in those days, all right, you had the, you know, camaraderie, you know, between the team and teammates and everything else. But, you know, on the day, it was all about, really, about us, you know, and about what we were going to do in the game rather than what the opposition was like. You used to look at the league table to see where they were, whatever. And then it was just down to your own preparation and, and, and you know, your own individual way you, you, you approach the game. And, um you know, where it's just completely different now. It's a different game now. It's just, <laughs> you, you have to be prepared. You know, you have to have the, you know, the preparation before. Yeah. And you just can't go out there and play a game of football now. It's, it's you're loading the guys up with the information beforehand. And, and they they absorb it and they want to absorb it and they want to understand, you know, the way to approach games. So it's, you know, we're always learning and uh, I'm always willing to learn and, I've always got the same. The more the more I learn, the less I understand. But I'm sure there's it's <laughs> a bit of logic there somewhere. Yeah, I think yeah, you, it, it comes down to experience in the end. It just becomes learned. Yeah. Learned. So, uh, Keith, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your your playing career. Where where did you start? Where where did where did the love of football begin for you? Obviously, I, I mean, I, my hometown is Wokingham. So uh, you know, when I first started <laughs> playing football, it was you know for California boys. Yeah. 
who are now um are they merged with Eversley, Ever- Eversley in California, Eversley in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was originally when Cal and California first started off, that was that was where the love of football first started. And um and then progressed when they finished. I actually got my push bike, cycled three miles down the road to Wokenham Towns Football Club. Asked Roy there if I could have a trial and uh, see if I could, you know, play for the team because there was no other under-18 teams out at the time or even under-16 teams. So, locally, and Wokenham was the only team around. So, um, so yeah, so so Roy embraced, you know, so, yeah, come along and, you know, give it your best shot. And uh, that was fantastic there because they were good times out at Wokenham Town. Um, you know, they were doing well in the Isthmian Premier. And, uh, you know, teams like you know, um, like Wickham, you know, they were in the Isthmian Prem then, and okay, obviously, all the shots been up and down and whatever, but um, but yeah, they were good times back then, back in those days, and uh, um, and, and yeah, progressed from Wokingham to okay, where to go from Wokingham? That must have been <laughs> from Bratnell, it was from Bratnell, right? To Bratnell from Wokingham, because right. then um, Phil Alexander and Nicky Collier took over at Bratnell Town, um. Yeah, it's been some good, good years there. Remember, because I, when I when I first started going to Bracknell as a as a as a kid, you could reel off the team sheet that was read out, and it it would always be it always be the same names, and it always and I knew the names. I didn't know who the players were. I couldn't pick pick you. Out. I couldn't yeah. tell who you were on the pitch, but I knew the names. It was like like you know yeah. when you, when you go when you go into London and you go on the same train journey, you can know the stations over and over again. Yeah, Alan yeah. Henley, oh, you know. Keith Pennacle, it was it was all sort of yeah it, it was so do you obviously you 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 play you, you play to it comparatively to to the rest of us and I include myself in this you play to a good standard do you do you think you could have gone higher if you'd have pushed or were there other priorities I think you know your limitations I think I knew my limitations you know and and I think I understood it the older I got that that you know I was I suppose I was lucky, but um, I worked hard on my fitness, and um, and I think that carried me through my, my football career. Really, I steered clear of any serious injuries, and uh, you know, which is why I was able to you know, sustain a a long career in football. I mean, I think when we played in the first round of the FA Cup, I was, I was about thirty six at the time. Then anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know, in comparison, you know, that, that was quite a you know, a late developer, but, um, but no, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was just all about keeping fit. And I knew my limitations with football and, 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 um, you know, I think you, the more you, you play and the older you get, you, you know, your game and you know what you're good at. So it's no good being something you aren't. And, um, and I'm, I'm playing a few successful, well, lots of successful teams. And uh, and always part of that a cog within the the bigger yeah. the bigger cog. Who, who would you is. say is is most like that now in a, in the Hungerford side? Um, keeps things ticking over. Yeah, it keeps it ticking over. Obviously, yeah, it's like um you know when you've got George Smith in there and 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 the Callum Wilmoth in in the middle of the park. So um, you know that's that's the engine room and the yeah. and, and and you know the the. the part of the you know the team that just keeps it ticking over and yeah 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 we got other players obviously midfield players are, are, are 
bit different now, but um, I still got run up and down and box to box, <laughs> which I think I was, and, and being a bit of a, uh, you know, you still got rat around and put your foot in when you need yeah. to put your foot in. But um, at the same time, you need to step back and, and be able to play. So, um, did you, yeah. who did you look up to? Did you did you have a mentor when you were playing? Was it was there someone who who sort of? Yeah, I mean, back in the you know days, you know, going back Wokingham and, and Bratton, obviously we got you know, I mean, always just look up to Brian Broom and you know Derek Cottrell and David Cox. You know, they're all sort of like centre midfield players who were you know successful in their own rights and. And you know, learned a lot from them. Just you know, by watching it was it was great being in the youth team at Wokingham Town when the first team, you know, we were very successful. And and Roy and um, and Eddie Howes used to get us along to you know to be the opposition against them. And you know, because we obviously wanted their shirts and mm. we want to be like them. You know, we were older and and um, it was good, great ground in there. So yes, yeah, so like you know, Broomy and and, and like I said, Cotters and. Coxie, David Cox, whatever, you know, they, they were legends of, I'd say legends of, of Wokenham Town back in the day and super. <laughs> I, I think, I think, um, I think I, I, I've sort of, obviously we, we've, we've been in the, in the same grounds quite a lot. I, you know, we, I suppose we've probably not spent as much time talking about, about football as we probably have in the last 25 minutes or so, but I, I've, yeah. I feel like I've, I've been linked all the way or I've kind of followed your career almost all the way through. So to, to see you yes, now yes. in, in the national league and, and that kind of thing is just, it, it's quite special. And I, I think there's a lot of people who, who'd almost be quite proud that they were, part of that or they saw part of your journey on the way there I, I should I should think yeah, yeah. you know it's been a journey as well I mean you know there's lots of people I've spoken to I, I can never envisage this when I was you know <laughs> first started to play that we'd end up being in the National League you know this high level and, and but it, you know it's, it's, it hasn't just come you know hasn't come along it's been lots of hard work it yeah. doesn't just come to you and uh, and and I've been lucky enough to you know Obviously, to be linked with you know Dan Robinson, and and we got a great relationship together, um, and all the rest of the you know with, with darts and yeah, and the rest of the, the team now. So, um, so, so you know, it's, it's doors open, doors close, you know. But uh, we've had doors open for us, and and I still think our stock is quite high. You know, I, I don't see why it stops it. It will stop at Hungerford. You know, I was, you know, I was, I'm, I'm still. Um, you know, got lots of motivation to, if we can push higher, let's push yeah. higher. Let's push as, as much as we can in this league because, you know, we're competitive in this league and, you know, and that's and, and that, that's great. You know, it's, it's down to hard work, you know, and talent identification by, by the club and by Dan and, and others at the club. So, um, you know, there's no reason why we can't keep pushing it, pushing it forward. You guys have certainly had a knack for picking up a player or two over the last couple of seasons that have that have done the business. And I, do, do, do you think it helps being kind of slap bang in the centre of of the country almost in terms of the south? Does that help? Yeah, I, I suppose it it does help a little bit, doesn't it? Because you you're not you're not so London biased, so you're not competing yeah. with all the you know with every single team from London, but but also you 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 know, you you've got the West. You know, you can go far as you know, even to Bristol and the yeah. whole sea south, and then up to Gloucester, sort of thing. So you've got more of a an area to choose from, from player wise. But obviously, you still got to attract the players, and yeah, and obviously at this level, someone's got to uh, finance it as well a little bit. 
<laughs> more importantly but it, obviously i think i think um hungerford are getting a get got a little bit of, of a fan base behind them at the moment um things 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 seem to be moving in the right direction for the club and what yeah. what i guess would you would you say to those supporters who were turning up week in week out what 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 would Bo say to say to them if you had them if you had them sat down in front of you where can this club go well this club can go as far you know you can go to the next level he can go to the next level i mean we you know I mean, they're, they're turning up, you know, even from the junior side of the, the club. They're they're now supporting the, the first team. Not that they weren't supporting the first team before, but they're they're there every day, every game. Um, you know, either mascots with the parents, and everything else as well, supporting the first team, and um, and supporters. I mean, the the seats are getting less on the coach now because they're <laughs> not his supporters coach one day, but <laughs> but they've got a few songs as well. Yeah, about, about antiques and grannies or something, about Ungerford or something they bring along. So they, you know, so they make it, you know, good fun journey as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, there's no reason why, you know, we can't take the next step, you know, and give the chairman a bit of a, a heart attack, but something to think about. <laughs> and they want to see as well. He, yeah. You know, we all want success. And, um, but success can be measured in different ways. It's not all about, you know, it's about winning trophies and everything else and get promoted. But obviously success, you know, that we, you know, we've got our own targets internally we need to meet and want to meet. And, um, but it's a dream, isn't it? We all got a dream yeah. about football and, yeah. you know, you've seen it with Leicester recently and, and the other clubs, they've all got dreams and, and, and why not? Why not dream? You know, who would have dreamt we'd go to Wembley, lift yeah. a trophy at Wembley? You know, who would have dreamt that? I would never, yeah, never dream. You know, you've always dreamed about it, but you never thought it would happen. So, you know, to be able to do that, you know, makes me so confident that we can we can do these things in football. Yeah. You know, and, and you can a bit of hard work. It's always hard work and everything else. You just got, to, you know, hard work and belief. Keith, just to just to finish off, um, Hungerford have been making a little bit of a stir off the pitch as well with some quite impressive food options, particularly burgers. Um, yeah, the burger wars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they've got they've got a very excellent uh, four for a score promotion, which I think is match ticket, beer, burger, and a program yeah, for yeah, twenty yeah. quid, which isn't too bad at all. But I saw it the other day they've um, they've publicised the uh, the new burger, the Bull Pit Beast. Will the, you the, be uh, people, the double burger or something? Did yeah. I see that the other day or will something? You, yeah, I see will that. Will you be partaking? No, no, no. I'm going to keep the old, uh, keep the body trim. Yeah, just in keep case one day, one day, one day for supporters. Exactly. Yeah. Injury crisis. No, no. KPB is in. Be ready. Be ready. Always got my boots in the bag, mate. Always got my boots in the bag. Always polished, clean, ready to go. No Fantastic. Worries. I'd expect nothing less from you, Keith. <laughs> Keith sure. Pennicott Byrne, thank you very much for your time. It's much appreciated. No worries, Tom. Great to, great to catch up with you again. Then. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured special guest Keith Pennicott Bowen. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballinberkshire.co.uk.
Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.